There are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back to another edition of 12.15 Club. Coming to you on a short week, the 12.15 Boys. It is Mario here in the mic, joined by Marvin the Prince, Eric the Big German, Dylan the Graphics Guy, and soon we'll be joined by McLovin. It was a short week, but a, a pretty packed week, right? Well, Todd had his Thanksgiving names, uh, you know, a lot of lead up to that. And we talked about it a little bit last week. Actually, we had our audio make the show. Big deal. We broke some news. But we had another Dan that actually steal the spotlight. Let's take a look and listen back to that. Okay, uh, Seahawks. Russell Sprouts Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) This one we all love. G, no Thanksgiving gatherings this year, Smith. G, no Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, deep. G, no Thanksgiving gatherings this year, Smith. Man. Uh, And then, uh, okay, there's a couple of non-quarterbacks here. Oh, look at the sad face Uh, over there, Todd. We bring in Andrew Perloff, who's joining us from his car. So, McLovin, why did you decide to do this today, given that Todd's been doing this for so many years and you decided to rain on his parade in 2020? So, I came in this morning and someone tweeted us randomly a Chicago Bears quarterback depth chart of Nick Foliage, uh, Mitchell Trubiscuit, and Tyler Bravey, Tyler Bray, the former Tennessee ball. And I love Tyler Bravey so much that I tweeted it out. Then all of a sudden, our inbox, our Twitter inbox was flooded with quarterback depth charts of Thanksgiving names. So it was Twitter inspired. And then what happened was at a break, I read the Gino gatherings this year for Thanksgiving. Uh, Smith, Gino Smith, the Seahawks, and Seton laughed so hard. He's like, you got to do that. So I'm going to share the blame with Seton. Uh, and then Paulie jumped in and encouraged it too. So it was sort of a group effort. You know how the Danettes work. If, if one or other Danette encourages you, then you got to jump in. Yeah, no, you got you, right away. Uh, I knew and as soon as you threw the, the bravey, as you said, I said, ooh, it's going to be tough treading for Todd. Did you feel bad at all that you were maybe ruining his little bit this year? Uh, no, because the Todd knows the funniest part is when his names are not good. If his names are good, they're okay. But it's great when the names are not good. So I generally like to see Todd suffer. Now, the energy flow of the two segments did not fit together. Because Todd fell so flat compared to the usernames. Yep. Uh, the, you know, that was a little bit of a problem. I felt bad afterwards because Todd really didn't bring the energy. And his names were terrible this year. And I will yeah. tell him that to his face. <laughs> you Usually, like, they're bad, as you said. And there's a couple, uh, you know, followers on Twitter who said the same. They're usually bad, but that's usually fun in it. This year, they were, like, bad, and they lacked in energy. It was just all around, like, what are we doing here, Todd? It kind of seemed like That's you happened. put it together, like, last night. I know, which is weird because he's been talking about this forever. The other thing is, obviously, it's not ideal not having him in studio for those. 
I think that is why the energy fell flat, even more so than his names not being the best. Uh, I think that if he was in person, it would he would have been able to sold them more. I think that is why I had such an advantage as well. So are you saying when he returns to the studio next week, you'd like him to do him again? That's actually the exact opposite of what I'm saying. I would never say that. Uh, yeah, the other thing, and I did say it, and I really mean this, like someone said in Kevin Stefanski, the Cleveland Browns coach, like Todd's got to know like who's in sports today. We do work on a sports show. So I think that cutting himself off in 1997 is a handicap because there are, it's like there are only so many names. Yeah, there are only so many names if you followed sports for six years of your life started working in sports and gave up on sports that limits your uh, choices i mean but we really really can't expect much from todd like he didn't even know dusty baker his you know the the, the manager for his own astros not too long ago so i mean we can't expect him to know who the browns head coach is oh i know he uh he is definitely out of it though but i gotta be honest we all have our blind spots in sports todd's not alone todd watches as much sports as anyone in the room for some reason, though, he's just not interested in it. He's only interested in his potential guest bookers, and he's interested in the Broncos. He just doesn't care about, like, you know, like if there's a quarterback controversy, like should Carson Wentz be benched? Todd just doesn't care. Just doesn't doesn't really get to him, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Dylan, you have a question for Andrew? Um, well, I was going to say, just in Todd's defense, he did throw out a late Hail Mary with, in the name department with Taysom Hill. I – uh I think he yeah. rebounded, rebounded with that one a little bit, but the rest was yeah, just kind that, of. You know, the I team looked into that one because we we thought that that was off Twitter. There uh, was somebody either coincidentally or Todd jumped in that might have been off Twitter. Okay, because that was that was like that. leagues ahead of all of the other ones he said. I actually laughed at that one. I mean, yeah, I think that was uh, that might have been a uh, listener of the show. Still, by the way, can you like recline even further? Possibly, you're basically <laughs> horizontal right now. This chair goes back pretty far. I'm testing its limits. So we're yeah. on Zoom, and Andrew's the only one that we can't see because he's driving, and apparently he he sees us all. What are you doing this yeah, weekend? Yeah, going uh, to the in-laws um, for my third Thanksgiving meal. I've already had three. Alan. Uh, the IT guy cooked one, and then my mother-in-law cooked one, and she's cooking another one Thursday. But, dude, it is a football palooza. I don't know if you do gambling on 1215 Club, but I know there are certain members of you who have strong opinions about a certain Cowboys being favored by three, all sorts of stuff going on this weekend. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay out of the gambling game. So we, you know, Andrew does his own podcast, uh, Against the Grain. Uh, me and Marvin help out with it. And if you want to hear about my gambling and the woes there, you can hear them all there. It's, I'm not having a good year, to say the least. Marvin? You're, I would say, Mario, it's fair to say your gambling this year is Todd's Thanksgiving names of this year. I think, I think that's a fair comparison. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, like, if you started to get good, that would be bad content-wise. Like, you like you having, like, an over-150 when there's 47 points at halftime and they don't score again, that's gold, man. That's like the Jack Ham of sports betting. So I hope that your incompetence continues. Yeah, I mean, for my bank account and my wallet, I hope it doesn't continue. Marv? Hey, I don't know, Andrew, I don't know if this uh, puts a dent in your Thanksgiving plans, but breaking news, Raven Steelers postponed 
until Sunday afternoon. How does that change Thanksgiving for you? Oh, I was waiting for that to happen. I got to be honest. I'm going to be totally real with you guys. I hate the late game on Thanksgiving. Dan used to have to work it for NBC. I'm so tired by 8.20 on Thanksgiving night that I want no part of that late game. And you know it's going to be close, so you wouldn't have to stay up till midnight. This is a relief. I'd rather have that game on Sunday. And I'm, a, I'm kind of a Ravens fan, so I don't like to see them go out there half-assed. But from just like a trip to fed turkey scenario, this is good because – do you guys? I fall asleep after turkey. I really Absolutely. do. I know it's a cliche. Absolutely. But that all that food. Yeah. So I I don't know if I was gonna honestly make it. Through, so I'm fine. Dylan, you got the last question. Um. Well, I was gonna see. I kind of think that the late. I mean, after having two stinkers of games beforehand, it would have been kind of nice to have a decent one on. But um, as a Ravens fan, I guess I'm I'm pretty willing to wait for them to get back a little more strength before they play this undefeated Steelers. Yeah, but the Steelers are a little right, but yeah, I hear I, I think Washington-Dallas is a great game. I mean, those teams, watch, you know, they got to see if there's a revenge shot on John Bostick. Cowboys have all these stars. Like, what do you guys want for entertainment? Like, you could have Tennessee and Indianapolis for both six and three playing, and I don't want to watch that. I want to watch, I'd rather watch Deshaun Watson. You know, like, I'm fine with these games. I, I kind of like a winning record does not make interesting. Deshaun Watson is interesting. I think we can have a good Sunday. Yeah, I'm and with you on that. I, yeah, like, uh, yeah, the Lions are a bit of a problem, but uh, I'm down with this. You know, it's so weird, though. Like, we're not going to come in Friday and, and break down the game. So I think we all kind of pay attention to it a little differently, you know, because there's no show on Friday for us. So that's that's cool. You know, Dan doesn't have to stress about what am I going to say about this. So, that you know, it's pretty good. <laughs> Well, Andrew, we hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. You enjoy your uh, weekend in Boston. Hopefully, you don't eat too much. Hopefully, you can make it to 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll catch can you I next share a, Yeah, can I share a little gratitude for the 1215 podcast? Yeah, we'd love that. Just a little gratitude. Like, I'm just, like, a little thankful. Not, like, majorly thankful. Like, I'm, you know, I just want to say just a little. I, you misunderstood. I wanted to emphasize the little oh. gratitude. I, I want to show little gratitude for the 1215 podcast. That's really, yeah, on paper, it looked like a little gratitude, little gratitude. I'm very unthankful for you guys. All right, we'll we'll make sure that Marvin cuts that out and that doesn't make (laughs) it. Hey, it's better than nothing. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, my friends. We'll see you later. See you, Andrew. Thanks. And that's Andrew Perloff McLovin, as we call him here in the Dan Patrick Show studios. It's a little breakdown of some NFL. We don't usually do that here in the 1215. We usually stick to the meat and potatoes of what's going on behind the scenes, but we're diverse. We can, you know, shake it up a little bit. Yeah, we're not exactly the panel of experts on uh, (laughs) NFL, so uh, it's good to leave that to the experts. Speak speak for yourself. Mm. (laughs) Your betting apparently uh, speaks for itself. Yeah, it does. It does. We don't have to bring that up, though. Um, We actually actually want to bring you back some of Todd's Thanksgiving names. Uh, Just bear with us. In case you missed it, I know there's some people out there that missed it. Here's how some of the bad ones went. Carl Feathers. There is no tomorrow. No, no. Okay. Carl Weathers from Rocky. Oh, I know. Okay. Steve Traeger. Steve Yeager. Steve Yeager. I worked Traeger in. Okay. 
Okay, and then I'll just leave with these beverages that you could possibly have. How many we'll are these? We'll There's only like five names for beverages. Oh, okay. That's real quick. All right, let's go. Paul Coffee. You can have some Paul Coffee. If not, how about some T. Martin? Or you could have some Eli Apple Cider, Chet this Lemonade, or Waters. nothing to do with Thanksgiving. These are just beverages to have with your turkey. You're a your... desperate, desperate man. I really am. I'm like, I've got so many names crossed off here that you would never let me read. Rumeal Robinson? No, no, no. You're done. No, you're done. I just didn't understand the beverage uh, connection to Thanksgiving. Tea, coffee. These are not thank- Oh, these are not beverages only exclusive to Thanksgiving. These are just everyday things. Why did he think that those were okay to put in with the Thanksgiving names, Eric? First of all, just the entire Todd Thanksgiving, it was, it, it felt like some sort of new game show that a network was trying to make everyone think was going to be great. And we were promoting it for like two weeks and there was no way it was going to live up to the hype and it didn't. And then for McLovin to have come in and knocked it out of the park with, with their uh, fan responses mm-hmm. and then Todd, you know, imagine you, you have millions of people watching you, but you're in your office at home and you're somehow trying to get the energy to uh, 11 and Todd, I think maybe got it up to a three mm-hmm. and maybe uh, I, I wouldn't even say a three. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I mean, you kind of feel bad for Todd, but at the same time, I mean, we talked about this when it was the, the uh, Halloween names too. I mean, it's just, it's the same list over and over. You know, we had him Todd on last week and he said on the, on our show that he wasn't going to listen to Dan's rules and he was just going to do whatever he wanted anyway. So it's clear that he's just plowing snow. He doesn't really care what anybody says or what needs to be done. He's just going to do his own thing. So I'm kind of in some ways, and I, I don't mean to be mean to Todd here, but I'm kind of glad that it didn't work out for him. Cause I'm like, if Dan tells you what to do and you don't do it. And that was me. Yeah. I would expect more uh, pushback than what he got. So, um, you know, I, I'm not surprised that it didn't go well. Being remote, the fact that he didn't follow the rules, and then the fact that the fans, um, who have a lot more time, frankly, than you know, uh, it's the appearance that nobody's doing anything on the show, but everyone's got a lot of things producing segments, and um, you know, so uh, fans at home who are like, oh, I have these three things that I've always had in my mind, and now's my chance to get it out, as opposed to you know, you're trying to fill all this time. So, um, but all that being said, I'm not surprised it fell flat. Dylan. Um, well, I actually, like, I know McLovin said that, you know, the energy might've been lower because Todd wasn't in the studio. I actually kind of thought it was even funnier, maybe not in the way he intended, but just seeing Todd's head in the box on the table, reciting all these things <laughs> and like the close up of that sheepish look when he's looking at Dan and Dan's looking back at him every time he makes a stupid one and then has to repeat it. I don't know. It seemed like it just like the little the visual of just him in the TV right there rattling these things off. I thought was pretty good. Marv. I just loved it when like Ryan from Hawaii came in and gave us some good ones, too. I mean, everybody's was better than than Todd. But yeah, I mean, to see like Todd's reactions like this port, like like a boy, like a little boy who just, you know, somebody took his ball. <laughs> and you know went went home with it and i was like oh poor todd but todd like last week like eric said you knew the rules and you decided not to follow them so you know really no sympathy over here for me eric i appreciate dylan uh pointing out the fact that i never once this week took todd full i mean i had the option right i could have just taken todd's camera full but i kind of made an editorial and content decision to leave him in the monitor and just shoot it uh so it's like 
Dan, and we almost always show it in a two box. So you have Dan and then a shot of the Todd's empty desk with a TV on it and Todd in it. And uh, that was a creative decision that I made. I'm glad you appreciated it. It's, uh, you know, it just kind of speaks to uh, Todd. I mean, some of your finest work. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> Emmy. Dylan. It's like bringing your friend to a party, but they can't go. So you bring an iPad with them on FaceTime and showing them around to everyone. But uh, now I also like, I think the real like bane of Todd's coming up with names is that like all of them are like, you know, the Mariners utility player from 1992. Like no one knows. Nobody knows. Like no one even remembers their real name. And then Todd just mangles it to fit this Thanksgiving thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I was in a minority for, out of you guys because I really thought that Todd was going to bring something based on what he told us last week. I was like, all right, he's been putting in a lot of time to these. He's clearly been thinking about it. There's a lot of pressure on him because Dan's been teasing it all week. So I really thought that he was going to bring some kind of fire, some kind of funny content. And it just, like I said, when Andrew, it seemed like he just put them together last night or he just like it, it seemed like he showed up to school without his homework and he tried to just put it all together last minute and he handed it in marvin i think that's what makes it worse is that he built it up and that's what we ended up getting like yeah like that's it i couldn't even get like a really good one where you're like oh, okay that that hit right there and like dan's face during it like i just like watching dan's reactions uh anytime he does any of these and it's just for every single holiday like you know what you can skip father's day and mother's day and all that like man <laughs> i'm 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 good well todd the gift that keeps on giving i don't know if it was necessarily a gift this year but i can't honestly say i'm looking forward to the next holiday i think it's valentine's because we don't do christmas does he do Christmas names? I think he does holiday names and he puts in uh, Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and every other holiday. I'm pretty sure. Well, just so you can get the map holiday in there. Well, I'm not looking forward to that. Marv, you got the last word on this. Rakeem Christmas. Get it? <laughs> Rakeem Christmas. Because it's Christmas. Because it's Christmas. We're into Thanksgiving holiday thanksgiving week so i just wanted to go around really quick and ask you guys which one of the danettes are you most thankful for eric your eyes are beaming so i'll start with you I, we can't say so i was gonna say which out of dan and the danettes who are you most uh, thankful dan, for? we can't say dan I, would be the obvious answer salaries. what dan because he's the boss and he pays the bills yes yeah, so let's leave dan out of this let's say out of the danettes dylan Okay, I mean, well, like, since we just talked about him for 30 minutes, the obvious one here is Todd, because I think not only does he, uh, from in the content department, hook it up for the show, but he definitely gives us a lot of stuff to work with. But um, I don't know. I think, how about McLovin for take, you know, being daring enough to zoom in here while driving all the way back to New York? Are you driving to Boston, Mark? Oh, even further. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with Paulie just because of his mustache lately. I don't know what that's about, but I'm really into the Freddie Mercury thing he's got going on right there. Did he start late this year? Because I, he usually does No Shave November. It's really, he's usually on it on November 1st. I felt like it was yeah, like November 10th. And then, 
Huh? He was late to the party. Uh, Eric? Yeah, well, I think nobody really knows what day it is anymore, right? With COVID and, and all that stuff. So I'm sure he's probably like, oh, wait, it's November. Who knew? Um, but uh, I'll go with Seton because I think a lot of times he represents um, people like myself who aren't the world's biggest sports fan, but um, enjoy sports uh, talk. And, and uh, you know, he doesn't really break down the X's and O's, but you start talking about music or uh, movies or shows. Um, and he could talk, obviously, sports too, but um, I appreciate uh, the different roundness that he helps bring to the show. Yep. I think he, he's very valuable, absolutely, in that sense, where he can kind of, he has a lot of other interests other than sports and it kind of, he kind of shows that on there, Dill. Yeah, I mean, with Seton too. Like even today, they once they got on the music topic, I think like you know, Smashing Pumpkins and the Cure and stuff. Seton's just rattling off like every band member and like different albums and stuff, and like not even he definitely knows his music. That's for sure. Even if it's not like some his favorite thing. What about Dan thanking all of us on air and forgetting Dylan, Eric? <laughs> I know. Uh, like, it's so funny because I don't have a way to talk in Dan's ear. Um, but oftentimes, like, he'll ask a question and I'll answer it because I have the answer. And so he's like, I hope I'm not leaving anyone out. I'm like, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. <laughs> and uh, I think Polly uh, might have helped him out there. Um, yeah, I don't think it's anything personal. I think he just, uh, you know, Dylan's been locked away for a couple weeks now. And it's in strictly business. And <laughs> exactly. Um, no, it's always cool to get a shout out. I mean, uh, you know, we all put a lot of work in and, and um, I, I said this last week, so I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but um, you know, we've, uh, we've worked all through this pandemic and, and we've all made sacrifices in order to make sure that the show could be uh, safe and on the air and available to our fans. And um, you know, Dan knows that and he's, uh, he's definitely spoken to me about it. I'm sure he's spoken to a lot of you guys about it too, but um, you know, it's, it's always nice to get a little shout out. Dylan, how did you feel about him? leaving you out to the very last minute and then he doubled down when he called you our mess i think he just saved the best for last is how i saw it um but yeah a lovable mess i think there's probably a bunch of people who would say that a lovable sockless mess uh, yeah and sockless even though i'm wearing socks today but still loafers Yay. are they white socks that's what the, the only socks he owns are like the no dad these are white these socks. are i'll check these socks these are actually actually wait one's gray one's black that doesn't surprise me in the least uh, another thing that's changing around here we just mentioned you know, you know pandemic starting to spike big in the country is we're gonna a bunch of us are gonna be moving remote meaning that we're gonna be working from home via zoom whatnot uh, Eric, you can talk to this a little bit more. We tested Monday and I was still here for it. It was about four o'clock on Monday. And I, I thought it was hilarious how uh, Paul kept freezing. Paul, Paul's, he gets to business usually. He's very, you know, he's here to do his job, punch the clock. But he was like in a really joking mood that day. And I thought it was just a different side. It was funny. Eric? Yeah, it was funny. So all the other Danettes worked from home as probably every fan of 1215 knows from uh, the end of March until uh, Memorial Day, basically. And Paul was here the whole time. And, um, you know, he basically said, like, I don't really use Zoom that much. I mean, I know he does. Uh, he um, does use it for a couple of other projects he does, but um, he hadn't used it with all of us. And so, um, 
yeah, we were sitting here and we're going through it. And um, one of the main things we were testing is everyone's home internet connection to make sure that it was stable and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden he didn't say anything. He just, all of a sudden he was just frozen for like 20 or 30 seconds. It wasn't like a short amount of time. And I'm like, I can't tell if he's breathing or if he's frozen. I was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like in my head on Mac, I'm like, all right, well, how are we going to recover from this? And like, it turns my head going crazy. Cause I'm like, well, we still have to do a show on Monday. So what are we doing? And uh, yeah. So uh, I appreciated the humor in it once I knew it was a joke, but in the moment, the first time I saw it, I was like, what the heck is going on? He did a really good job at kind of staying frozen and I, I he fooled me. I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, so just to clear, so everybody's going remote, all the Danettes for the most part, Eric. Um, I think Todd's going to be back um, in studio as kind of, um, you know, there's a lot of conversations that happen uh, off camera between Dan and the Danettes, um, whether it's in Dan's ear during the segments or during the commercial breaks. And um, Dan is, um, he can't just sit still. And so uh, he will be mobile during the breaks, which means if the guys want some, want to get something to him, they'll have no way because the only way that Dan will be able to hear them is if he's wearing his headset. So Todd will be here to kind of fill that role and be kind of the stage manager, producer in between, between the other Danettes who are uh, remote and, uh, and Dan, uh, and then on the back behind the scenes, um, Marvin will still be here to answer the phone calls. Alan will still be here to run the audio board. Rob will be here to record the shows and edit and get stuff on the server. I will be here to direct and Dylan will be here to run graphics. Uh, everyone else will be remote. Um, and actually Eric Weeks will be here. He's got some projects to do in the back and some training as well, but. So out of the four of us right here is what you're saying that I'm going to be the only one. Yeah, we took here. stock in terms of everyone's value, and um, you know that's the last was... thing we need to tell. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, uh, Mario contributes a ton to the show, but um, it's all done on a computer, and so as a lot of people are finding out, they can still get a lot of work done and be efficient working from home. So um, we'd love to have Mario here, but um, you know we're just trying to do our best and and. Um, you know, react to what's happening in our, not just the whole world, but in our, in our region. And certainly uh, the holidays, everyone's kind of predicting a big spike out of that. And we don't, uh, we're going to do our best to keep that out of the Dan Patrick show. Yep. For sure. Um, I'll miss you guys, I guess. Not really, but I guess I'll see you guys through zoom. Lastly, one of my favorite moments from the week had to be Dan calling a Jeff in Detroit, a loser. Let's listen back to that. Everybody lost in the NFC North. Everybody. Chicago was on the bye. You have to win certain games. That's it. And you get beat by an XFL quarterback making his start. If you ever want your quarterback to look good and your coach to look good, play the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Guaranteed win. Thank you, Jeff. I think Jeff's just come to terms that, you know what? He's a loser. Not him. Well, his teams are losers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we love Jeff, but Jeff, you know, he just, he's gotten to that point where there's no sense fighting it. So when you hear Dan Patrick call you a loser, you're like, damn, that's harsh. But as we've said, Dan has a very different sense of humor. So when you get called loser, it's almost like an endearing term. Eric? When I first heard that drop and Dan say, you know what? He's a loser. I thought to myself, Bob Schmidt is going to use that so frequently, and I hope it's never used against me. Um, <laughs> but to, to answer your question, um, yeah, we've talked about it on the show a few times, but Dan's uh, personality is 
if he's just talking to you about business and no fun, then you're probably not in the best place. And, um, you know, with him to call Jeff a loser, I think it shows um, a bit of endearment between Dan and Jeff. And Jeff's a great caller. He's a regular on the show. He always provides uh, good energy and good content and a good connection, which I know um, is good for Marvin to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm the biggest Jeff fan, and I loved it because it was all in terms of the team you root for, and he roots for the Lions, and they're terrible. And so, I mean, Dan wasn't wrong. I don't think Jeff per se is a loser, but, you know, when you root for losers, you just end up becoming a loser. But I think it was all, like, it was all out of love. You know, it's like, you know, here, we don't pay each other real compliments. You know, if you're in a good space with Dan, Dan's going to make up a song about how everyone hates you. Yeah. And that's how you know you're in good terms with him. People hate Dylan. They hate him. Dylan? Um, I was just going to say, for I feel for Jeff because, especially as a Lions fan, when you know they're on Thanksgiving, you just have to sit there with your family and watch your team get pumped every single year on a holiday. So that can't be fun. I can't because it, I, well, I can't remember when the last time the lines were good too. Uh, so like every Thanksgiving is kind of like a, eh, it's a tough one. I wanted to reiterate one thing that I said last week about uh, when we have like college coaches and players calling. Uh, we got great reaction to Kyle Trash in the University of Florida, QB. And I, I just, again, I find that so cool when we have these, you know, players from a university or coaches from university, how the fans from that specific team show out um, and they kind of show their allegiance. And we get a ton. We got so much uh, social media interaction from that one uh, uh, interview, which, I, again, I find really cool. Dylan? Well, yeah, I mean, it's not like a secret, but Dan and the guys talk about it, too, how, like, the most passionate fan bases are college fan bases right because like obviously most of them are people who went to that school and have like a connection there so and it's also the sport that's probably been hurt the most by like not having fans being present this year um but i think that's almost conversely made ever like those people even more fired up on social media and stuff so like when they see you know any engagement with the team on a show like this i think is even more of a bigger deal yeah no for sure like i said those fans always show out. It's always a ton of fun. You just kind of see a different group of people in our mentions to say, uh, which again, it's a good time. That is all we have for you guys this week. If you haven't already, please like, and subscribe the podcast, leave a review. I read all of them, even if it's not the nicest thing, try to keep it clean. Um, we're thankful for you guys, all everybody who listens to Dan Patrick Show and the 1215 Club. We hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving for my Ariel, Eric the Big German, Dylan the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Prince. We will catch you next week, a little bit over a week. See you then.